0: The autumn wind is a pirate.
1: Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation Podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Well, <laughs> I hope you had a napless new year, baby. Yes, sir. Nap is toast. He's out. We're gonna talk about that and some other moves here. Show! 366! Well, Redder Nation, I hope you all had a great and safe new year. And it is a new year, by the way. On today's show, we will have... Oakland Raiders moving on, and I mean fast. The Oakland Raiders are making moves, and it's a surprise. We're going to go over that and a little bit about this season. Uh, Exactly how we started and where we ended and where we might go in the not-too-distant future. So we'll hit on that. And, of course, we must say something about the Terrell Pryor experience. Yes, it wasn't the San Diego game as much as it was about Terrell Pryor. We'll hit on that. And, of course, the bone line, you guys are coming off the chain. Last game of the season. And, uh, well, we got some big changes. It already happened. Let's talk about it. All right, the first story of the day, the Raiders moving forward fast. But before you go forward, you got to take a look backwards. So many expectations, at least to get to 8-8. Eight eight. The Raider Nation had him. Of course, I did too. The hiring of Greg Knapp was a ripple. Actually, it was a pretty big ripple at the beginning of the year. The coaching staff was done. I thought we lost a couple of good coaches, and so what? We're moving on with new players. We took serious hits financially, as the Raiders did. We lost some good players on defense and offense, and injuries didn't help us very much. Look, our defensive backs were depleted, and everyone was learning a new playbook, especially Greg Knapp's playbook. <laughs> I don't think they ever got it. Long story short, Reggie McKenzie was dealt a plate of crap, and he did his best to make something out of it. Now, I'm sure him or Allen didn't even realize it was going to be as bad as it was, a four-win season. You could tell that on <laughs> the young coach's face after a second or third loss. I think he was going to lose his mind. It sure looked like it. <laughs>
2: we've got to coach better. We got to play better. Uh, they were the better team today. Uh, they out-executed us, uh, and we got to we got to do a better job. You know, we got to do a better job in the third quarter, coming back out uh, after halftime, uh, and, and and coming out with. You know, and playing better in the second half. Uh, you know, I thought that was kind of something that got us last week, and I thought it creeped up again this week. So we got to do a better job there. Well, we played a real good run team today. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I'm not going to evaluate the run game and say it's good, it's bad, it's whatever until uh, we really get a good feel for where we're at. I mean, uh, we've played two, two games, uh, so I'm not going to abandon uh, where we're at in the run game. We obviously got to get better there. Uh, we got to improve it, um, and, uh, and we're going to continue to work and, and work to improve that. He made some good runs. He's a good player. Uh, he made a few people miss, um, and we got to do a better job of tackling. We'll go back and look at the tape and see exactly uh, where we broke down, but uh, obviously, there in the second half, we didn't do a good enough job of containing him and keeping him corralled. Well, I thought they did a good job, a uh, nice job of blocking, uh, but I thought, uh, uh, you know, at the end, you know, we didn't tackle. As well as we need to tackle, Um, so we're going to go back and look at it, uh, see where we need to make our our corrections. uh, We're going to work to get better next week. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to say shocking or worst nightmare. I'm going to say we got to execute better. Uh, We got to coach better. We got to play better, Um, and we got to learn how to finish. um, You know, in all phases of the game.
1: We lost Jacoby Ford, which is a pretty. Big loss, really, if you look at the season. We lost a lot of players early and we had a lot of holes to fill to begin with. And the team took a long time to get it together. I must say, the defense did improve, although not a whole lot, but they did improve throughout the season. The offense, however, (laughs) was as stagnant as well it can get. And we all saw the results and perhaps, just perhaps, It's a combination of coaching and players. Whatever the situation is, this coach did not prepare the players for the job they had to do, and it was gravely obvious by the end of this four-win season.
2: At the end of the day. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. But at the end of the day.
1: I think at the end of the day.
2: At the end of the week. At the end of the year.
1: This is our first year without Al Davis. First year without the master himself looking at the possibilities to come in the future. I think Allen did an admirable job, and I think he did a good job with the defense, and this will improve. I have confidence in this. I am so glad they fired Greg Knapp and the special teams coach. (laughs) Both sucked huge. And, of course, the offensive line coach. Yes, another position where he couldn't get the guys to do the right blocking scheme. And let me tell you right now, when you have a West Coast offense, you have a zone blocking scheme. It's not the scheme. It's the guy coaching the scheme and the way the plays roll. You'll see next season. It'll be so much better this year. (laughs) Disappointing as it was, there were some good things. We saw some good players. We saw Streeter. We saw, you know, a digression of some players. Number 85, Darius Hayward Bay. What happened? More, more. We got a whole lot less of more this year. His performance dropped significantly with the same quarterback. That's a big question mark. Perhaps it was the offense. That's what I'm saying. Our great players like Marcel Reese weren't rediscovered until three quarters of the way through the season. What the hell was that? Everyone else in the Raider Nation knew about Marcel Reese, and here he is discovered late in the season and used just, you know, for a flash in the pan.
3: What a weapon he can be for the Raiders. Marcel Reese joins us. Marcel, thank you so much for stopping by.
0: Oh, Thanks for
4: having me on. I appreciate
3: it. Well, your old coach is also with me today, Rod Woodson.
0: Marcel, what's (laughs) up there, fella?
5: Rod, what's going on, man? Nice talking to you.
0: It's good talking to you. This is the best hands, sexiest tight end. I really say he's a tight end. They say fullback, but he's not a fullback. He's a tight end. In the league, right here.
3: Now what's better, <laughs> him being sexy or his hands? Sexy hands. Oh, sexy hands.
4: <laughs> oh man, I miss you around the building, Rob. Man, you gotta
3: come back around, and come visit us more.
0: I, you know, I will. You gotta, you gotta talk to Dennis. He gotta let me in the door. He won't let me in the door. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Marcel, that was a tough one yesterday, but you know, the one thing that. Yeah, in the end you lose and i know as players it's all about winning but it helps your draft status but i want to get your opinion on how you felt terrell Pryor played the position at quarterback
4: well first of all we as players we're definitely not worried about a draft status uh we definitely want to win especially when it's a divisional rivalry game to end you always want to end on a high note um but as far as as far as terrell goes um we we all know that Terrell can make plays, and, and, and T.P. is a playmaker. He's going to be a playmaker. And uh, to be honest with you, I think he did pretty well. I mean, I think he did really well. First start ever, um, and to make your first start in Week 17 is a big deal. Uh, you're making a, for your first start ever to play you know, in an NFL game at the highest level in the last week of the season, and you're trying to game plan for it when, when you know it's going to be the last game. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, but I think TP handled it really well. Um, he took the leadership role as, in the huddle as far as you know, calling the plays and and having the ball in his hand. I think he did pretty well in making decisions.
0: Hey, Marsha, what was uh, Dennis's message to you guys after the last game, going into the off season?
4: Uh, his message, I mean, to sum it up, he he's just like we we're we're going to turn around, we're going to get it together, and I need everyone here. And, and to buy in to do this. And, um, you know, uh, we as players, we, we don't need any motivation to, to turn it around because losing sucks. It flat out is terrible, <laughs> yeah. and it's the worst thing in the world. So we don't need that motivation. But he's just saying, you know, you just to stick with him, and, and you know, he has confidence in us, and, and he wants to make sure we have the confidence in him to, to
3: to keep it going. Were you shocked today about Greg Knapp being released? And you know what? Uh, as a player... We we kind of try not
4: to think about that type of stuff because we really have no control over it. And to be honest with you, after five years uh, being around this league and the organization, nothing surprises me anymore.
3: Now uh, I, I, I you know talking with Rod off the air about his experience, uh, how tough is that when you just really have no continuity whatsoever in the building?
4: Well, I mean, you know. I can't say that we have no continuity because the, the people that I'm around every day, you know, when you talk about my offensive room, um, you know, all my running backs, are, you know, Rod, I'll tell you, we stay we stay tight, you know, and, and we stay very close, and we have a great continuity and great, great chemistry. And, um, you know, I, to be honest, it, it's just hard. It's hard when everyone's not on the same page, and it shows on Sundays. It shows on Sundays in the win-loss column. Uh, no matter how many points you put up, if you're still losing, there's something else going on that you got to get fixed. And that's one of the things that that me as a play as a playmaker and a leader on this team is trying to get to the bottom bottom level of it so we can fix it.
0: Marcel, you look at your year and you guys, you know, didn't play the way you you know you want to play. As if one of the veteran players of the on this team, can you put a hand on exactly what didn't go right? Oh, I, I know you can't speak for the defense, but for the offense at least.
4: I wish I could. You know, I, when it comes down to it, just comes down to scoring points. We just didn't score points. We, When we had the chances, we didn't execute and score points. I feel that personally we have a great quarterback in Carson Palmer, a great quarterback. I feel like he's an elite quarterback. He, he can make every throw there is to make. He's ridiculously smart, has a great, you know, football IQ, and I feel that we as playmakers didn't do enough when it when it mattered in the red zone. I mean he threw for a ton of yards, but in the end it really doesn't matter when you're not doing it in the red zone when we can make plays for him and, and catch the ball in the red zone and make touchdowns.
3: Marcel Reese joins us here, Bucher County, ninety five point seven the game. How did you feel about the zone blocking system? Uh how did you feel about it and how do you how, how do you feel about it for, for Darren McFadden?
4: Uh for one I think Darren is when when Darren's out he's the best running back in the league. And I've always said that and I truly feel that way. He can run in any scheme. I just feel that uh you know, personnel wise, as long as you have the right personnel and the right right people, you can you can do any scheme there is. Uh I feel that, that we just we just got off to a slow start, dug ourselves some holes and, and and couldn't really stay on stay on task when it came to the running game. So I think we just started off wrong and never really got on the right But We had some had some good games here and there, had some success, had some big runs, but I never you know you're always going to get big runs when Darren has the ball in his hands. You're going to get in one way other no matter what scheme you run, no matter what the play is called, no matter who's blocking in front of him. I just feel that we never really got on a roll where we can get that consistent run game for him.
0: Did you enjoy being a running back? I know you know you didn't enjoy your teammate getting hurt, but did you enjoy being a running back, getting the rock back there?
4: Man, right. I love playing football. You know I love playing football, and – there's no more love for football when the ball's in my hands. I love the ball in my hands and, and uh I enjoyed it. One I didn't enjoy not having not having my boy back there with me. I didn't enjoy Darren being out. But when I feel like when we're in together that that there's nobody better. But uh I did enjoy um taking on that role of trying to put the team on my, on my back and and, and mm-hmm. win games. I definitely
3: enjoy that. Yeah, you were the one guy that actually did look comfortable in the zone blocking. Uh, you, you know, I am so tired of watching Raider games and hearing the announcers talk about what a threat you are, and then not seeing you get to football as much as I think a lot of people think you should. So if you have, when your new offensive coordinator comes in, and if you could sit down with him, how do you think they could best utilize your skills to help get in the end zone and win football games?
4: Well, I can tell you, as soon as they find out who they're going to have for the position, I will be the first person up there to talk to them. But uh, for me, just like I tell anyone, I'm going to let them know that I'm willing to do any and everything there is to do to help this team win. Do I love the ball in my hands? Yes, I do. Am I going to barter for the ball and ask for the ball every play? No, I'm not. I'm going to play within the system and do whatever I can to make plays for this team, whether it be in a passing game, whether it be blocking in a run game, whether it be, you know, protecting my quarterback or running in a run game as a, you know, as a backup to DMACC. Uh whatever it is to do, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it with a smile on my face and, and try and make some plays.
0: Would Chan Gailey intrigue you as an offensive coordinator?
4: You know, <laughs> cause he's, he's going to throw
0: that rock now.
4: He is going to throw the ball, <laughs> but for me, I, I got to get to really... I don't know. I don't know. And and I know I have no control over it. Right. Um. So I'm going to just roll with the punches and see who gets in there and hope that they recognize that I'm willing to make plays and I can make plays. You know, that's the only thing I can do. Uh, I hope they watch film. I hope they are familiar with with me and our offense. So I don't have to do much talking. I can just go out there and play.
3: You've had a couple of head coaches in your time with the Raiders. Tell us why Dennis Allen is going to be a good head coach. Uh,
4: D.A. is a good leader. He's a great leader. Um, and one thing that really stands out with, with, with Dennis Allen is his attention to detail. His attention to detail is is remarkable. I've never seen anything like it. Um I give him a hard time sometimes and call him anal but he <laughs> is <laughs> he has a, a a remarkable attention to detail and I think it goes a long way because I think it, it affects everyone and um it, it just trickles down and, and it it's made my attention to detail go even higher just from from looking at him and learning from him and hearing him speak and and present things to us. It it's makes it affects you in the film room, in the classroom, in every facet of the game.
3: Well, I know it was a rough year, but you were definitely one of the bright spots this year for the Oakland Raiders. We always love having you on the program. Uh, Have a good night tonight, party a little bit. You deserve it, and we'll talk to you in the new year.
4: I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, Big
0: Sexy.
3: I won't. Marcel Reese of the Oakland Raiders.
1: They're looking for new offensive coaches right now, and I I have to say this. They have probably one of the best coaching pools available. Uh, in some years. So the Raiders should be able to pick up a solid offensive coordinator, a very solid special teams coach, and a very solid position coach for that offensive line. I expect there to be some great guys coming in here and making some big differences in the first year. Cause I'll tell you, this, <laughs> this is Allen's last year if we don't make some big improvement next season. We have the third pick in the draft. It's looking good. I think the fact that the Oakland Raiders took such quick and fast action, shedding the losers off of the team, is a testimony to the coaching staff and to the general manager for making fast decisions in a fast marketplace. This is a problem Al Davis had. He had it for years, and we all suffered because he always waited to the very end to make a decision when all the candidates that had value were picked up and we got left with the scrub. That's not going to happen this time. Two good things. Al's not here to call the whole team and play. Number two, you have an organization that has promise. You're not going to get fired right away if you do a decent job. That says a lot about our team. That says a lot about prospects coming to Oakland. I'm excited. I think people of quality will want to come here and be part of this big time change that I see coming. Look, man, it sucked. It was a bad year, but the Raiders stood up and made a decision, changed the places that I, as a Raider fan, thought was important. And that fast decision making is going to pay off. I am. Freaking sure. The Raiders are just missing one draft pick. That would be a second rounder this year. We have all the rest. We have a very high draft pick at number one that I believe Reggie McKenzie could make into more. If not, pick the best player, and I'm good with that. He's made some decisions on personnel that I haven't been too happy with. But hey, man, we got to give the man a chance. This is the new Raiders. And this is the first real season that we'll see the possibilities. Get a new offensive coach in here, get some fresh blood in here, and let's turn this around. I think they're going to do it. <laughs> at least this this is a great sign and it's a great first step. So it's a nice nice place to be Raiders, and we could be looking at some real great changes. Stay tuned. I love it. <laughs> And that is all I have to say about that. Well, it's time to talk about it. I know you can't wait. It's the Terrell Pryor Experience. experience. <laughs> It wasn't the San Diego game. Not at all. Down in San Diego, where the Chargers reside. On Riverside, Ramona, Long Beach LA. So the Oakland Raiders fall to the chargeless, nutless, boltless Chargers. I hate the Chargers. I hate Phillip Rivers, that, that face. Please, I'd love to put a fist through it. So before I go on and go on a rant, Terrell Pryor, 13 for 28, 130 yards, two touchdowns. The guy played very, very well. Composed. He played a good game against a very good defense, great potential. I have to eat some of my words, played a lot better than I thought he would. And if this kid completes and keeps going and competes next season, I mean, uh, I don't know about a starter, but it's a possibility as opposed to an impossibility from what I've seen so far in his career. So we'll see. Next year looks like they're going to keep him. That's what Allen sounds like.
2: Uh, this has been a tough morning. There's some things that I had to do uh, from the standpoint of the coaching staff that I felt like was best for uh, this organization. And uh, sometimes you have to make business decisions. So, um, you know, I thought yesterday's game. Um, you know, I thought there were some good things in the game. I thought it was great to be able to see Terrell Pryor. I thought he really did some nice things in the game. Uh, showed some improvement and showed, uh, you know, that 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 there's some stuff that we can work with moving forward with Terrell Pryor. So that was, uh, that was good to see. He
1: played a very good game. It was elusive. I mean, (laughs) the guy took a bunch of hits and, uh, well, I got to say this. He could be, he might be, he may be a decent quarterback in the NFL. At least start off as a backup and maybe work himself into a starting job. Who knows? But I will say this. He played his ass off. He played a very good game, and he, he ate the dirt, man. And he kept up and kept going.
6: At Vic Tafer and our Raiders insider joins us now. Hi, Vic. How are you? Hey man. How are you doing? Good. Uh, so nothing going on over at Raiders HQ today. That's ah, sure. Very slow. Very slow there. <laughs> all right, let's start here. It's a late Christmas present for Raiders fans. They've been complaining about it all year. Greg Knapp, the biggest name that gets fired, also offensive line coach Frank Pollock, who came over from Houston as well, to run that ZBS. So it's safe to assume that, that is, uh, that's gone, that's buried, and anybody who's got that on their resume I'm sure would not be considered as the offensive coordinator.
5: I do think so. I mean, Dennis uh, Allen today, he's not married to his own blocking scheme, He I said in the past he definitely like a firm believer in it. I think it's the best running style there is. But uh, obviously so this year it didn't work out very well, so... He hasn't ruled it out as far as the next uh, OC, but I would think that the next OC will not be a zone blocking guy.
6: Uh, as you put on uh, on your Twitter feed, a lot of people are trying are throwing out the big names: the North Turners, the Cam Camerons. And you said that obviously those guys are going to be in high demand and very expensive. Are there any names floating out there uh, as far as the Raiders in the OC position?
5: Not yet. I think uh, you know a lot of guys got fired today. But a lot of staff got turned over in the NFL. So you know, a lot of guys there will be candidates. Uh, they could go the young route, like did last year, Jason Carver, Maybe. I just think um, you know it's going to be a thorough search. Obviously, it's a uh, very important hire for Dennis because um, you know I think some fans may have been surprised that he survived this year. But if they have a similar year next year, he won't. He won't survive that. So it's a big hire for him.
7: Hey, Vit. you know, the last thing I'm going to do is push for anyone being fired. I'm trying to keep my own damn job, but i got to throw this at you, man. How in the world do the Raiders make these calls so far on the coaches that they release, and they haven't addressed, really, the defensive coordinator situation at all?
5: Well, I think the numbers overall are pretty bad on defense this year, but uh, Dennis today mentioned it, that if you look at the last three games, they were a lot better. They made a lot of improvements. Obviously, um... The talent, you could argue, on defense was not uh, there like it was maybe on offense, but as far as what he had to work with. So, I think the uh, Jason Tarber was getting more rope there. So, I think, uh, you know, he's going to get another year, hopefully, add some more talent and see what he can do next year.
6: In regards to um, Terrell Pryor's performance yesterday, what did you think?
5: I was very surprised. I really went in with very low expectations just because uh, I saw him a lot in training camp and uh, I heard some things about practice as far as just uh, getting you know, the guys out of the huddle, getting the plays called right. I didn't have the best throwing motion in the world, so I, I had a very low bar set. But, you know, he's a great athlete. He's uh, He can make plays happen just by like running around until guys get open. And even if the, the throwing motion isn't the, the prettiest, 'll get up there i I'll give him a ball. so I thought he did pretty well considering it was his first start, and the field was the field was very soggy
6: yeah I agree I, I I had heard so many things about him about not you know getting everybody out of the huddle and everything. Uh, the other thing he threw a nice thirty eight yard at a street or everything else I thought was was fairly erratic, but he did throw two touchdowns he did run for another one so w- where is his future now after that performance?
5: Well, I think he definitely locked up a spot for him next year on the team. I think that was a big question, Mark, whether or not his development had come along at all this year in terms of was he worth bringing back next year for another look and some more development. But I think he's definitely in the mix now next year for the backup job, and I think they're intrigued by him. And I think, Dennis, today I asked him about uh, if he regretted not using Terrell Moore in the red zone packages this year, and he said he kind of did. Obviously, he could have been a big help with their red zone problems this season.
7: Vic? You know, the Raiders have said Dennis Allen's job is safe, but with the firing of some of these coaches out there who are more proven coaches, whether it's uh, Lovey Smith, Andy Reid, Ken Wisenhunt, do you think they'll reconsider, or do you think they're definitely um, comfortable with uh, Dennis Allen as their head coach?
5: Yeah, I think, you know, Mark Davis really made a point last year making a, a firm commitment to Reggie McKenzie. This is my guy. He's the football guy, and you know, knows how to do it. And Reggie picked Dennis Allen, and same thing. He said, "This is my guy." A month ago, he said he was pleased with the job Dennis had done. so as far as some of the things he was working on with the with the team, so I think. know uh, he had a four year contract with Dennis, so they're not going to eat uh, the last two years of that deal. So, uh, I'm I'm pretty confident that Dennis is is back for next year.
6: How about Darren McFadden? He goes into the last year of his his contract next year. Is, is he definitely going to be on the team next year?
5: I would say definitely. I think I think Dennis Allen is a fan of his. I think he likes what he can do. Obviously, he didn't see it enough this year. He struggled in his own blocking scheme, and even in some other runs, he didn't run that well. I think he had a rough year and he got frustrated. I definitely, I think affected his running style with the frustrations and maybe a little bit of a loss of confidence. So uh, Dennis likes him. I think they would like to bring him back next year and hopefully with new OC get him going again. That being said, if a team made um, the right offer, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull the trigger on that.
7: Well, they let Frank Pollock go, who was the offensive line coach, and at the beginning of the season, they also had Steve Wisniewski there. Everything I heard about Wiz is that he was doing a great job. I still don't understand why he left. Would they reconsider and ask him to come back and be the head offensive line coach? The main...
5: when he left, it was uh, due to family issues, personal issues. It wasn't really involved with the team so much. He had uh, and his his nephew Steph is uh, on the team right now, so uh, I haven't heard that. I think he's um, happy, not uh, coaching full time. He may have the itch, but I don't think him leaving was really a factor of not uh, liking the scheme or having problems with Frank uh, with Pollock. I think it was totally an off the field issue. Uh,
6: who are the names that you're going to be watching this off season of guys who are kind of on that line to either stay or go?
5: Uh, I think a lot more of the veterans are, are definitely uh, in trouble. I think you know they cleared out a bunch of guys last year. I think they had twenty six new guys in the roster from from game seventeen of last season. I think a lot more veterans are gonna be uh are gone. Obviously Seymour's a free agent. I think Tommy Kelly probably won't be back and uh you know, guys like that. I think they want to totally uh get some more young guys in and to and start really from the from the ground up.
7: Is there bad blood between Seymour and the Raiders, Vic, because I'm sitting back and, you know, it's my knee that hurts, it's my hamstring, it's my butt that hurts, it's my head that hurts. I mean, it was just something week after week after week. Do they believe that he was given a full hearted, you know, effort to get back on that field?
5: Yeah, I haven't seen any problems. I think, obviously, fans are also very leery of Richard's injuries this year, but they you know, tried to come back and his hamstring grabbed the game. I think, um, He's not done playing. He wants to keep playing. He liked it here, so I don't think he would have uh, totally missed the last half of the season just to uh, send some kind of message. I think he um, just one of those the things that happens in football.
6: Hey Vic, uh, we we've spent so much time this season, and, and rightfully so, because this is a four and twelve football team that's had a lot of struggles. But uh, the, some positive things that come out of the year where they can maybe some linchpin-type guys, like Lamar Houston, for example, had 13 tackles, nine solos and a sack and a half. Miles Burris, Phillip Wheeler, he kind of tailed off, but he finishes over 100 tackles. Uh, what are what are some things that maybe a, a Raider fan can look forward to and say, okay, at least there was this or that?
5: There's not much. You pretty much not that was about, it, huh? Uh, Is that uh, it?
6: Rod Streeter wasn't think, too bad at times? No,
5: that's, that's pretty good. I think, you know, in terms of... Um, Two young receivers, uh, Rod Studio looked pretty good towards the end of the year. I think Jerron Cronin is still going to be a good, uh, a goal line guy, a big guy, can throw sort of the ball in the corner of the end zone. So I think those two young receivers, uh, definitely a lot of potential. I think, um, what else? Uh, up front, I think Bill Deere had a very, uh, underrated season. I mean, obviously the goal line had a bunch of problems, but he did a nice job of left tackle for the most part. I think he's, a, kind of a rock of that line, a guy you kind of build around. So, uh, there are some young, there are some young pieces, but they're all not, uh, not hopeless.
6: I'm not, I'm not. You know, I wasn't watching the offensive line a ton yesterday. I know Bergstrom, who was their first pick uh, after trading away all those picks. How did, how did Bergstrom do yesterday?
5: Did okay. It was weird because uh, you would think that he was a third round pick to get you know, a, a full fledged shot, but they kind of, um, they split carries with him and a guy named Lucas Nick. Yeah. Who's been on the practice uh, squad and an all uh, season and. Coach Allen said they liked him. And I thought he did pretty well for himself. He's a big, uh, big Mauler kind of guy who might uh, be better suited for like a power scheme than a zone scheme. So he's on the radar, and I think Burks. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to hide, I can word words. I'm not sure he was disappointed, but I think obviously they drafted him in the third round as a zone blocking guard. They would have liked to plug him in. I'm sure at some point this year. So I gotta believe he wasn't quite what. Uh, Oh, they're hoping he would. He would be.
6: All right, that's fair enough. Uh, thanks, as always, all season long for the insights, and uh, we'll, again, we'll talk to you real soon. And I always liked it. By the way, I always like the tweets. You always seem to be like flying through Vegas. I always like that. It <laughs> was always nice. Yeah. No, not always.
5: Just once in a while. Don't even I don't think look too bad. I definitely. Uh, <laughs> I like Vegas. So I, I, I stop by every, every now and then. Yeah,
6: the connector through Vegas from San Diego. That's that's totally plausible. That's fine. That's I went
5: to UFC fight, so I had a good time. Yeah, right
6: on. Hey, thanks, Mick. Always great stuff. All right, boy. Take care. There you All go. All right, man.
1: Vic Terrell Pryor. Some of his passes, of course, always my concern throughout his career so far is the way he throws the football. Um, apt to get intercepted way more because he always throws behind and low. It's weird. I've seen him do it many, many, many times. So if he can get those things finished, those mechanics. And some of those balls, they long, they're too long. They hang in the air way too long. I mean, these are just some of the things I'm sure the coaching staff saw that the things that I see, but his legs work for him. Legs work for this team. And for crying out loud, we got into the end zone. Wow. That was impressive. I definitely have to say, I don't say he's a starter, but I say it's a good start for him and a good start for the Raiders going into next season. Good job, Terrell Pryor, man. You kicked some ass, and that was good to see. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, before we get into the bone line, let me thank Randy and I would both like to thank the Raider Nation for their support and uh, just tuning in, man, because we all have a good time. I have to say it every year. I have met some fantastic individuals, had some great times, and great fun. You know who you are. <laughs> Everybody who's traveled to the black hole, yes, the penitentiary of stadiums in the NFL. You gotta love the silver and blackout that happens every Sunday there during football season. It's a great time, and we gotta thank you for another great season of fans and friends for show. Thank you for your support as well. It's always cool to know we got some people caring out there. Thank you so much. And Randy is gonna have a little bit of a, a surgical procedure. <laughs> I'm limited under the HIPAA law. Uh, Long story short, he's going to be out. So we're going to be out for a little bit because he has to heal up, and I can't do it without him. So there you go. That's how it is. So let's uh, hope, Randy, a very speedy recovery so we can get on with the business of the Raiders. Uh, I don't know exactly how long, but it'll be a bit. So uh, don't give up. Stay tuned because we'll be back as soon as we can. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Siri, Randy's digital assistant. He would like to let you know that he is having surgery to the ulnar nerve of his right arm on January 11th, and may take a couple of weeks before he can spend much time on his Raider Nation podcast computer. He says not to worry though, the podcast will be back by late January, or maybe earlier even if he has to use his left arm to work the computer, or maybe his nose. All right, Redonation, Nation, time for the Bone Line, 1-800-620-7181, one 620 7181 Ladies, you are missing in action. That's all I'm going to say, and you know who you are. Don't forget to visit www.radernationpodcast.com. Randy goes to great pains to make the best Raider News site out there. Let me tell you, I guarantee it. That is a fact. Check it out. It's a cool site, great form, great fans, and it's a good place to get you all Raider News. Okay, who is first on the bone? And our first caller is Raider Todd from Fresno. He loves him some Terrell Pryor. Let's hear it, man. What's up?
8: Raider Greg, this is Raider Todd and Raider Randy to the Raider Nation. Merry Christmas, late Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Our season finally came to an end. Now, just think if we would have started that youngster at the beginning of the year, like I was saying, Terrell Pryor, he came in and did good. At his first start, better than our boy Carson Palmer did. Terrell Pryor was exceptional, and if you, if you, is the wrong man I told you was better than those two quarterbacks. She did good, brother. You did great. Raider Greg, this is Raider Todd. God bless you all. God bless all Raider Nation and Raider Chris and, uh, Mama Raider, Chris, I'm still praying for you all, for your healing, and God bless the nation, and next year we should be back. Raider love, I'm out.
1: Well, like I said, Terrell played a good game. He did a good job, better than I thought, but let's not get uh, too excited. He's no RG3. He's no Andrew Luck, so uh, he's a work in progress. Could make a good number two for next season, so... Let's see how it goes. Let's not get emotional, however. Good call, brother. And next we have Raider Rob from Maryland, and he's one pissed-off Raider fan. And I think he's probably echoing what we all really think, but you can hear the frustration. Well, check him out. I know you could feel it, fo-cho. What's up, Rob?
9: Greater Greg, greater Rob from Maryland. Just got done listening to your podcast for the San Diego game. You know what, man? I don't know what to make of this fucking team. They fucking suck. I had high hopes for Dennis Allen. He fucking sucks. All I know is moving forward, we got to keep Palmer because he's the only real fucking player we have on this team. A lot of people give him shit, talk shit about him. But we saw what happened when he wasn't there. Hopefully, Pryor can tear shit up tomorrow. It doesn't fucking matter. Gotta keep Palmer, man. Gotta build the own line. Gotta keep... I like the defensive coordinator. But everybody else can fucking go, man. I was down in Baltimore and watched them get their fucking asses fucking handed to them, dude. Like little fucking bitches, dude. In front of me. And it was fucking sad. This shit's been going on all fucking year. I mean, I don't like Hugh Jackson, you know. But... Is a lot better product. A lot better product. And that guy's a fucking cocksucker. sucker. I don't know, man. Hopefully Palmer's fucking ribs heal up. His team grows some fucking balls to pick up some fucking players. And Mark Davis wants to decide that he wants a fucking real football team on the field. Hopefully that guy fucking sucks it up and sees the shit his dad used to see. Because Al Davis always wanted a badass group of guys out there. Even when they sucked when I was there, they were still badass. But these guys are fucking bitches, dude. I hate to say it, I love these fucking guys. I love the team, love the Raiders, but it's fucking been a shitty fucking year, dude. When Archell was a coach, you knew we were going to suck. When fucking Jabusto was playing quarterback, you knew we were going to suck. There's no reason that this team should have been this bad all fucking year, and I'm pissed off about it. And it's bullshit. And there need to be some fucking changes. I don't give a shit what happens tomorrow in San Diego. I don't care who these guys fucking draft. I don't care who they fire. I don't care who the fucking offense is. But this team better fucking get better, man. It's been a long fucking time. I remember sitting there watching that Tampa Bay fucking Super Bowl, drinking fucking whiskey, just sick to my fucking stomach. And that's all we fucking have had since then. Except for you. Raider Nation podcast is the best thing about being a Raider fan. And you're right, man, the fans, the people that like this shit, the people that are part of the lifestyle, that dig the fucking team, that fucking buy their kids shit, that fucking teach their kids about it, that fucking show them videos of Matuzik and fucking all those guys, dude. Lester Hayes, that's what it's about. But I am tired of this shit. Pisses me off, dude. Pisses me fucking off. I'm from the Bay Area. I live in fucking Maryland. And all I do is fucking represent these fucking guys. And all they do is stick it right up my fucking ass, dude. I'm tired of it. I'm trying to be cool. But it's fu- I'm fucking sick, dude. Sick of it. Fuck it. Go
1: Raiders. First, let me say we understand your frustration. Those of us who go to the games, I understand your idea that our team seems like they're biatches. Because I don't think the team has an image. I think the team lost its image last year. It has no direction. But I hope the image that Coach Allen's talking about who we are and who we want to become is the nasty, mean, snarly, headed button, you know, <laughs> just mean and nasty player that the Raiders have always been. I think that's important. I think that's who we are. I hope that's what he wants. We shall see, but we got a good start, brother. So just keep your chin up because things are going to happen, and we're going to find out real soon how it goes. We see our new offensive coordinator. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have my very good brother, the Pennsylvania Raider. And he's been very active this season because he's got some things to say, man. What's up, brother? (laughs)
10: you know, sub nations Pennsylvania Raider just got done watching uh, the game and um yeah I got a few concerns number 1 um now first of all Terrell Pryor starting good idea he actually played a good game I was actually pretty impressed with Terrell Pryor I I was I was actually happy with his performance now with that being said let's not start sucking Terrell Pryor's dick just yet It was one game. I know all the Terrell Pryor lovers out there are going to say, oh, don't be a hater, and I'm not a hater. The kid played a great game. He really, really did. But let's get real. It was the last game of the season that didn't mean anything. Both teams had nothing to play for. With that being said, I think Coach Allen and Greg Knapp, uh, you know, if this kid had it in him like this – For the whole season, how could they not spot that talent that he had and play him earlier? I don't know. You know, I I do know this. I know Greg Knapp has to go. I think that offensive playbook is garbage. Raider Greg, as you know, as I think most of the Raider nation knows, knows. What I think we have to do is this. Entering the season, I think we should have the number three or the fourth uh, draft pick. I think we need to trade that pick, get more picks in the later rounds, get some good, solid football players in here. Draft a good pocket QB, um, a young QB. Uh, You know, I don't know. I really don't know if we should go with the pocket QB or stick with Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor had a good game. He really did. But one game does not make a superstar. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting going into the next season. Um, you know, I if, if nothing, we at least have to get Greg Knapp out of there, if nothing. So, um, I don't know, man. That's um, that's all I got. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can look towards the future and, you know, start turning this franchise around. This poor season, as always, I mean, hell, we've been through what? Oh, I don't know, about ten of these in a row. So, Number 11 shouldn't be that bad. But um, all right, this is Pennsylvania Raider looking next season.
1: Out. I think the Raiders heard all of our voices collectively, and they shit-canned the taken at offense, which is something that needed to be done. The nappy offense had to go and he had to take his, his little biatch pollock with him. Amen. And uh, we can start anew. We could start looking at probably the largest coaching pool in the last five years. It's a good time to look for a coach. Let's check it out. Rumor is Gruden's on the look for a team. I hope he looks elsewhere and not into the AFC West. It would be a nightmare to have him as as the coach of the Chargers or the Chiefs. Uh, That would be such a nightmare. Please, don't let it happen. And next we have the Tempest of Tampa, my brother, Raider Mike. What's happening, man? Love the knowledge. Bring it.
11: Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. Giving you a call after this Charger game. Uh, Well, I'm sure the phone line and the bone line is going to be off the chain with calls about Terrell Pryor. Well, I guess Money Man has spoken. Raider was correct on his prediction that Terrell Pryor is the quarterback for the future. Uh, I kind of felt that, too. I just felt like he needed reps and needed a chance to get in there, but he actually proved in that game that he is the future and he needs to, at the minimum, at least compete for the starting job or be the starter next year. Uh, the, the offense responded to them. They were more energetic. The running game looked a lot better. Uh, they used to hold the whole offensive run just because of the mobility. He changed. He made great, to play calling. Look, look decent at least, I guess. But uh, anyway, I think at this point right now, everybody has seen that Pryor should be, you know, at least in contention for the uh, number one spot next year or the starter. I'm actually hoping that Carson Palmer actually retires because that way, if he does retire. Thin, that money under that we have for him he actually can use that for some other players and won't count against the cat. And I think you know that will you know make things a lot easier. But I mean, if Carson's looking anyway and looked at that game, he realized his days are numbered as the number one quarterback. So, there's no way it's going to be too much pressure on uh, for Allen and the Raider organization not to put him back in the game after that performance. I mean, he threw one bad pass, but the rest of his passes, most of them were on target. A little behind on some of them, but that's because he hasn't had all the reps. If he gets all the reps like he should and <clears throat> the time with the first team, you know, his timing is going to be a whole lot better. I mean, he got our first rushing touchdown since the Jacksonville game. I mean, gosh, that's ridiculous. So I guess now I will hope for Black Monday that Greg Knapp and the whole offensive coaching staff is gone and the special teams staff needs to go to because they suck.
10: They're terrible. We haven't
11: had a good special team since when we had Cable as our coach. So we need to find a good special team coordinator out there. And one good thing I think about Bryce by this game, at least that if some other teams see that we have Terrell Pryor as our quarterback, and that'll attract maybe a good offensive coordinator or you know some good players in free agency, and they'll see that we have some possibilities on offense there. Anyway, Raider Greg, I got to give I get credit to Raider Monkey Man that's spoken. Uh, he's, he's he was right on it about Terrell Pryor, so I'm sure you'll get numerous calls about that, but I uh, think the future now looks a little bit brighter for me. I'd I see that we got some potential in offense. we just got to build around this guy. And hopefully, my eyes hope we make him the starter, give him some reps, and make him the starter next year. Anyway, I'll listen to the podcast. Hope you guys have a happy new year, and we'll look forward to the draft, and look we'll see who's going to be our new coaches on the offensive side, and hopefully special teams side and Go from there. Raider
1: Nation for life. Now that's Raider Mike speaking, and he's very conservative. He's a pretty sharp guy. So he's talking about Pryor being the starter next year. I still don't see him being a starter, maybe a backup. That's definitely possible. We'll see how he turns out this year, how he develops. If he gets good enough, maybe. We'll see. But Carson Palmer needs to get that contract because he ain't going to retire And we'll take a huge cap hit if we cut him or trade him. So it looks like Palmer will be our number one unless he gets injured. And that's going to be the way that is. We still have a great future ahead of us. See who we can get in here. It's an exciting time, man. It's our first real free season away from Al Davis. Let's just see how it rolls, baby. I love it. And next, we have Money Man Has Spoken. <laughs> Listen to this guy. it's Pretty funny. There's a lot of uh, conspiracy theory here, but <laughs> it's pretty good. What's up, brother? Once again, this is Money Man
8: Has Spoken. Greater. Greater, Greg, greater, Greg. I tried to tell you. Wouldn't listen, you ridicule my boy, talk so negative about him, and then you just wanted to give him basically a one-shot deal, just like that no-good dirty son of a bitch, Dennis Allen tried, and you see all that shit blew up in his face. We already know he was trying to sabotage Terrell real career as a radio. It's already given, so we ain't, we don't even deny it. We can't, you can't. The guy was even trying to start Matt Liner first the boast in this season finale. He was trying to do it. Even Mark Davis or Reggie McKenzie went to him and told him, listen, if we tired of the bullshit that you're pulling with this boy, you're going to start him, period. And I know you saw the press conference when he was red and bare ass, had to come up there and force out that he had to start Terrell Pryor. He hated saying that. We know it. You can look at it in his face. He hated it. And as a last-ditch effort to sabotage Terrell's game, you know what he did. He started Lucas Nick. When he didn't start it, he played Lucas Nick's rookie who hadn't been active all year. He played him at right guard along with another rookie in the effort to get Terrell blasted back there. That is low down in my opinion. And just look at the fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. I'm not making this up. You're going to just put a guy out there you hadn't played all year when the quarterback that you wanted to play, Reggie said, no, you're not putting him out there. And now look at this. We got some quarterback controversy, rated grade, cause I know you, you, even you had to be impressed with Terrell's performance. Was he great? No, he wasn't great, but he showed promise. He showed poise. He showed confidence. He showed leadership. He tried to break up a fight that his foolish teammate got into. Let him know that hey, we can't be committing penalties like this and ruining drive car. it was a pass interference in the end zone. He showed smartness, running plays. Everybody thought he couldn't get out there and run plays for a quarter. Couldn't get in and out of the huddle. But he showed you that he could do just that. Now, we know. I know how you like Carson Palmer. I know you like it. But the bottom line, Greg, it's time to move on. It's time to move on to TP. And you know, saying that, I'm out.
1: I don't know about the Dennis Allen conspiracy theory. I ain't going to buy into that one. But I will say this. He played a lot of rookies in this game because, well, he played prior to see what he could do. He played Bergstrom to see what he could do. He played a lot of people to see where they are in this team. That's what his job is, to evaluate talent. Pryor did a good job, let me tell you, good job, surprising job. But, yeah, he's not great. He is good. He's a work in progress, better than I thought. Let's keep that in context. We're not going to get rid of Palmer next year, man. We will get murdered in the cap if we trade him or if we cut him. It's not going to happen. Pryor will be the man if Carson Palmer gets hurt. That should be it. But it's a nice thing to have. Hey, I'm glad we got a good player. Amen. Thank you for the call, brother. And next we have the South Central Raider. What is up, my brother?
10: What's happening, Raider Greg? This your boy, South Central Raider. I had the call this time because uh, hmm, even though we lost, I'm still happy about this game. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am happy about this game. And the reason why is because your boy Terrell Pryor. Yes, Terrell Pryor. Now, first of all, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, my man did a couple of mistakes, you know, you know did a one interception, you know, like Carson does on every damn game or whatever. You know, a couple of ill-advised moves like like that last one before uh, the halftime came in. He wasted the time, you know, to where Janikowski couldn't get in that one kid. Okay, that's fine. That's a few mistakes. Of course, you're going to expect, you know what I'm saying, Terrell Pryor to get in there and make some mistakes as a beginner, especially this is his first time to shine, other than them every now and then, pop-ups, like on uh, the the Carolina Panthers, but other than that, my man, overall, (laughs) he did an excellent job, you know, and this is just what I was hoping, too, because I already knew what he had in him, and everybody else that's talking that smack about, oh, he can't do this, oh, he can't do that, oh, what about... Uh, uh, the the preseason, well, he still did a little bit in there. But we ain't on that. We on this right now. And basically, he showed his ass just like I expect. And basically, I'm looking at it like this. Your boy put in 49 yards on the run game. That's just him alone. And he did 150. Now, <laughs> Now, here's the thing. My man ain't did all that great. You know what I'm saying, far as stat-wise. I mean, his his numbers is not really all that highlighted, unlike Carson Palmer's, yeah, 200-yard day, 300-yard day. His is not like that. But see, here's one thing that counts. The clutch, okay, the clutch. When it came down to it, when Coy Francis blocked that field goal and did a major turnover, you know what I'm saying, what did Pryor do? He came in in the clutch. This is something that I always tell everybody, all my friends, you know what I'm saying, he could not perform in the clutch. Palmer could not do that. You've seen it in the last games before he got his ass hurt. You know what I'm saying? Every time we get close and threaten in the end zone, what we do, we have to go to a field goal because he can't get in. But your boy right here, he did it. You know what I'm saying? He turned Nikoi Francis' uh, uh, block punt into a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? With Denarius Moore. Lovely. Oh, man. I'm sitting over here like McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay? I am loving it. You know? Hey, another one. What was that other one that he ran in? Oh. Beautiful Off the bootleg play, oh, my God. Was it three, five yards? Oh, that was lovely. Oh, that was lovely. He kept it pushing like a shopping cart. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, this goes back to what I'm talking about, the clutch. The clutch. He performs. And his numbers ain't all that great. And this is what we've been looking for. You know what I'm saying? Especially with our offensive D-line that's crumbling. This is the person we really need. But, you know what I'm saying, this is the this is our future quarterback right here, you know. This is to keep everybody moving. You see how the Chargers didn't know if they wanted to uh, 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 stop the run or, 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 or stop the pass because he was in there, you know. He made it possible. And then that takes a little stress. No, you know what, I can't even say a little. It takes half the stress off of Darren McFadden, you know what I'm saying. He ain't being forced to run in a system that's ill-fated, you know what I'm saying? That's just real ill-fated right now. If he can run, McFadden can run, oh, my God, you've seen the results right there. You've seen the results. So even, even, you know what I'm saying, even Greg Knapp, bullshit plays, even though he still should go out. That's my opinion. I'm ag- I am agree with y'all. He should go out. But even though he was calling bullshit plays by Prior being in there, you see seen how it all worked out. Everybody got some, you know. And this is the shit that I was talking about the whole damn time. If you ask me, he should have been in there from the damn Tampa Bay game all the way until now, you know. Our record could have been looking different. And this is another thing. By this right here, by what y'all see right here, this shit right here, <laughs> ain't no way he should be behind that liner. Ain't no way you know. Now, everybody's been talking that crap, but ain't no way right now. The proof is in the pudding. I've been on this, but now everybody sees it. Let's not run behind all the excuses of, oh, he's not great. Oh, no. He's it. This is it, man. And I ain't talking about Michael Jackson, homie. This is it, you know. So, <laughs> I'm loving this. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm, I'm Oh my God! I am finna go. Oh, I'm telling the homies, I'm finna rub it all in their face. And we lost. We lost. But I already knew we wasn't gonna win anyway. This, this you know, this didn't even matter. I was just rooting for my man uh, Terrell Pryor, and he did exactly what I hoped everybody, you know, that that he would have did, which was show his ass. And I'm I'm shoving it down everybody's throat. Now my thing is this: I hope he do come back next season. You know. I hope this is not no plot to put him up for sale, you know what I'm saying, for trade downs or whatever. No, no, we got our man, you know what I'm saying? Seattle Seahawks got their man, Russell Wilson. Um, 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 Colin Kaepernick, the the, the San Francisco. Cisco, you know what I'm saying? They got their man. Oh, the Redskins, RG3, they got their guy. These all young rookies, you know what I'm saying, that's doing their thing in their prime. We got one, too. Quit putting them at the third seat. Make them primary. Make them a starter. You know what I'm saying? If, if you really want to know something, Palmer's about to get somewhere between twelve and $16 million next year. If you ask me, dump his ass and invest that into people around prior. That's my suggestion. You know what I'm saying? Put all that money in the people that go around him to make our O-line stronger and some of our defense stronger. To of pan this washed-up-ass dude. You know what? I know he ain't done with football. I know he's trying to still stay in football. But, hey, trade his ass to somebody like Jacksonville. They need somebody like him. Or better yet, since you got uh, uh, our people over there in the Midwest, they like to dumpster dive and take Kevin Box and Stanford Route from us all the time. You know them Kansas City Queens. You know what I'm saying? Bring P.A.P. on over there. That's Punk ass
1: Palmer. Later, Raider. Love the passion. Love the confidence. He did look good. But he won't be number one next year. That's Palmer's job. We can't afford to take the hit. Palmer will be the man. And perhaps he'll be number two. I hope he works in the number two. Perhaps Palmer will get hurt, and they then we'll have it. But, hey, let's not confuse the issue here. He is no Kaepernick. And he is far from a Wilson, and he's nowhere close to an RG3. Let's just see how it rolls this next year. He needs a lot more time because he's nowhere close to those guys. He is young. He is new. And we do have an opportunity to develop him into a great quarterback. Let's see how it works. But let's not slap a crown on him yet after one performance. Thanks for the call, man. And next we have Raider Grant. He's a really smart, good Raider fan. He's got some great information and some excellent knowledge. Check him out. Listen to what he has to say. What's up, Grant?
12: Hello, Raider Nation. This is Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. I just wanted to wish the nation Happy New Year. Let's cross our fingers at trimming the dead weight of lackluster coaches just released. And this year's draft will bring us a more positive uh, season in 2013. I'd like to also give a shout-out to the ever-so-lovely Raiderettes, not only the cheerleaders, but all you hot female uh, Raider fans out there as well. There's nothing more sexier than a Raiderette all decked out in silver and black. Now, at the end of the day, it's the end of another fucking miserable season. I don't even know where to start. We start from the beginning of last year. Uh, the end of last year, we started by firing a coach that had a team at a competitive level and scoring points. Uh, we might've been eight and eight, but we're in almost every game and could have won several more games. if not for fucking stupid penalties and fucking mistakes that charged or excuse me, that changed the momentum of games down the stretch. So this was a real shock to me and Raider nation this season as we did not rebuild from last year, but gutted our team and started completely from fucking scratch. We acquired Reggie McKinsey, a.k.a. Mr. Cheesewiz, which I'm going to call him until he proves himself to the nation. Even though uh, Mr. Cheesewiz took our team two steps backwards, I do believe that uh, this guy will turn our franchise around and bring us uh, to a playoff team in due time. I believe this was Mark Princess Davis's best move as an owner thus far. Now, oh, fuck, enter uh, what I like to call the circus. In other words, Dennis Allen and his lackluster coaching staff. In my opinion, this could be Mr. Cheese Whiz's downfall if not corrected or if it doesn't pan out for the nation in the near future. Who gives a guy a fucking four-year contract to coach one of the best sports franchises out there without proving himself as a winning head coach on any level in the football world, let alone who approves his weak ass coaching staff and gave them a whole season to beat up our players with an offensive scheme that not only made our players sick, but made everybody sick. Dennis Allen. He just stated in a news conference that he is not committed to any offensive or defensive scheme. As a fan, I don't fucking like hearing that from my head coach. Just imagine being one of the players, putting your body on the line, your livelihood on the line for the team, and having a coach who openly admits he basically has no fucking game plan? Fuck. Head coach would be capable of getting in his staff's faces to try and get control of the team uh, when things are going downhill in the game. Furthermore, head coach should be capable of grabbing a headset of the coach on any coach on the field and leading his boys because his boys know the direction the head coach has instilled in them. If you have no scheme, no direction, plan, footprint for what you're trying to accomplish, how can you be a fucking head coach? Dennis Allen has no idea how to be a head coach. We all know this. This year proved it. It was a mess on both sides of the field. Uh, Dennis Allen just stood there with his little eyes watching as the season went by. He has no idea how to run an offense because he has no input on the offense. It showed all fucking year long. Best thing about the Dennis Allen era is the dead weight just got trimmed, and he knows next season he's the first man out if things don't start productively. So we have a busy offseason ahead of us. I believe we still need a head coach. and There's some serious options available out there, Raiders. If the Raiders are serious about getting back to excellence, we'll do whatever we can to acquire Chip Kelly from Oregon. The guy's track record, dedication to his players, and winning is second to none. And what better way to get back to glory than to hire the best coaches out there, the best coaching option available. No matter what team Chip coaches for, he'll bring the NFL to a new level offensively. Trust me. We could always put Allen on D and be winning the day with Chip Kelly starting game one next year. Chip is rumored to be going to Carolina due to the fact that they have a mobile QB. And having a mobile QB is part of his high-caliber offensive plan. Hmm. We have an athletic mobile QB and prior... Furthermore, there's a guy named Darren Thomas who was not drafted and could complement Pryor as a solid backup on the skinny. Plus, he played uh, for Kelly and is hungry for sitting out last year, all year last year. Look, right there are a couple serious moves that could immediately turn the Raiders in the right direction. Other than that, I hope you draft smart. First and foremost, we need the fresh bodies on defense and the offensive line. We need to fill these gaps uh, before acquiring any other players to be competitive next year. As a franchise, we need to stop picking up fucking players on their last leg and draft wisely for once. Whatever we do, we need to get back to glory ASAP. We've become so fucking soft and horrible of a franchise, the NFL let an AFC team copy our fucking image and they beat us in a Super Bowl. We've become so soft there are people in their early 30s who know the Raiders as being the laughing fucking joke of the league since their birth. Shit, we have become so soft a Cincinnati offensive linemen. Didn't even hesitate to start ruckus with our boys. Now that's the mindset and the reality of our team. And it's time to restate the badass winning ways of the Raider Nation. Shit, Princess Davis, spend, spend wisely. But if you don't go for the best, we'll never be the best. Imagine the merchandise sales. If once we win for like a, three or four years, a decade, the world will be painted silver and black which equals dollar signs. Just win, baby. But do it wisely. This is Rader Grant, and I'm out like Nat was on Monday. I hope the balls hit you in the ass on the way out, Greg. Fuck you.
1: I freaking love that call, man. <laughs> that was well said, well put, and just the fact That you stated what I've been saying for a long time. Hey, man, the Raiders have been pushovers. We've been slapped in the face. Nothing happens. You know, we're the ones thrown out of the game. Well, so what? You know what? We should be good enough to take those penalties and still kick somebody's ass. I want the old mean Raiders. I want the Raiders that could take a 15-yard penalty and still kick the shit out of any team in the NFL. That's what I want. I want those Matuzaks. I want those attitudes that you know Romanowski's going to come after you, and that's just the way it's going to be. He's a dirty player, so what? It happens all game. You get beat up all game long. Those are the players I want on this team. That's the future I want for this team. I want people to remember the Raiders are tough, nasty, and don't mess with the silver and black. That's what I'm looking for too, man. Let's see how it happens. McKenzie's got this chance this year. Same with Allen. They live and die by this season, brother, so you know there's going to be some changes. Great call. Great information, brother. Thanks. Next, we have my very good brother from the Inland Empire. That's right, a D. From the IE. He went to the game. What happened, man?
8: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is your boy Raider Pete from the IE, checking in, man, I went out there yesterday in uh, San Diego, we had a nice tailgate going on out there in what we used to call Raider Country, anybody who's uh, ever done that that, uh, tailgate out there, we go on the uh, east side of the stadium, there's this concrete barricade, we used to pluck all our uh, fans, trucks, motorhomes, And uh, they still do it. It was pretty cool. Had a nice joke. game. We got rained on, though. Went out there. The Chargers ran back to open a kick, and I thought we were in trouble. But our boys played good. Our defense uh, played solid. You know, we had a couple of breakdowns, coverage in the back back there. Uh, Not really that disappointed in our defense. I mean, shit. Our, Our season sucked so bad. We gave up 40 and 50 points several times this year. And um they they held that, that team. They hit uh rivers pretty good and hard a few times. They knocked the shit out of their running backs over there. The receivers that did catch the ball, if they weren't passive, they had to pay for it. So I was happy with the way our defense hit. I am uh I'm hopeful that we're gonna build on that. The last few games, defense stepped up, played okay ball. Um I wanna talk about our offense real prior, I was pleasantly surprised to see how easily he was able to escape those situations. I don't know if they got a sack on him. I don't remember him getting a sack on him, but then that guy was able to get out of situations. There were a couple of plays where he looked like playing targeting back there, running around, getting out of shit. He, you know, he threw the ball. um kind of doubted throwing in a little bit later in the game. There were a couple of passes that he, he missed on. A couple of he dropped passes. We plagued by that this year. Um, the interception in the end zone, man, that hurt, but that's just a fucking lucky play. I'm not a quick jammer guy. The guy sucks. He's a test interference. He was holding, uh only, uh, you know, about to happen every play. And for him to tip that ball up and come, up, come down with it, you know, I'm going to say that's just a fucking freak play, being that defender. You know, there's a couple guys that, think, man, that's a good play. Guys guy just treats crap. He shouldn't have caught it. But I think we're going to uh, – if we have this guy in two, three games ago, which is when everybody called for it, and they went and put me in some three downs and ended it off twice, um, I think we, we win a game like this. The guy gets, gets the nerves up, you know, settled, and he's all, much, much better than Leinart. I heard Leinart was crying about his snaps neither can kiss a fat baby's ass, shouldn't be getting the fucking snap in the NFL, and most definitely not with the Oakland Raiders. Um, Carson Palmer, you know, if, if they blow him out of there, I'm not going to be too pissed off. I wish we could have somebody to mentor a young guy and show him the ins and outs and the ropes. Somebody who knows his, his time is limited. And oh, give him some good advice. Rather than one of these guys who's trying to fucking go up there and put up stats every Sunday. I mean, if you look at uh, Palmer's number, he had a pretty good passing season. Um, uh, he threw less picks this year than he did last year in, in uh, you know, the 14 games over the 8th game. But he didn't win shit, and that's what really counts. You know, we had Jeff George. He threw up a bunch of numbers. And he didn't win a goddamn thing. I don't want a quarterback who can't win. I want somebody to make everybody play and want to win. And that defense played well enough to win. Um, you know, we just needed a little bit more. I mean, it, 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 the, the comeback was late. But, I mean, you know, it was, it was cool. Raiders fans showed up at mass. We didn't have a bunch of brawls. I only saw one fight. Some young Charger fan came all the way over to the sixth and getting some guy's face. And the boys are picking him up. I know he's trying to figure out what just happened. God damn it, the Raiders came to town. That's what just happened. Put your punk ass down. Anyway, I'll be listening uh uh you know, during the off season, man, watching playoffs, hating on everybody. But if my team ain't in it, fuck them all. Play nation, baby. Play the G from IE and I'm out.
1: Well man, that is a great description of the atmosphere there in South Oakland. I'm sure you had a good time, rain or not, you know, and uh it's funny, man. You can watch people be fools in the stadium and then booyah. <laughs> it's over <laughs> pretty funny I've seen that happen once or twice uh there at the Coliseum hey man it is what it is I think that we have a lot of good to look forward to both guys are on the hot seat this year that's McKenzie and Allen you can bet on it so you know things are going to happen uh, one way or another it's not going to be a stagnant offseason it already happened uh, the take a nap offense is done He's done. A bunch of other losers are out, and we got a good possibility to make things happen, man. I look forward to hearing your calls all off season, brother, because there's a lot that's going to come down. Thanks for the call, man. And next, from Frigid, Buffalo, New York, we have the Raiders Edge. I like this guy. I like what he's got to say. Listen up.
13: What's going on, Raider Greg? It's the Raiders Edge from Buffalo, New York. It's Monday night. News broke out a couple hours ago. Greg Knapp is out. (laughs) It's like a victory, man. It's like we just won. You know what I mean? It's like getting a win. I mean, this was a huge move, you know, to start off the new year, 2013, man. You fired Greg Knapp. Huge. Fire Frank Pog, offensive line coach, huge. I mean, we've been calling for this for weeks, and it happened. Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie came through. They manned up. Dennis Allen manned up and his mistake bringing this man in here. Now comes the important part, hiring an offensive coordinator. Not going to be easy. I mean, I mean, you know, you got the top candidates like Norv Turner. That's obvious. That's Obviously, everyone's uh top pick there. You know, he's a great offensive mind, always been a good coordinator, never been a good head coach, but I'm not sure if the Raiders can land him. I don't know. But this is a very important hire for uh, Dennis Allen because if you look at, you know, when you have a defensive-minded head coach, you know, your offensive coordinator is running the offense, his full control of the offense. And you look at Lovie Smith in Chicago, great coach, but he could never find the right offensive coordinator, Lovie Smith. He couldn't do it. Mike Martz, Mike Tice, just bosses his bums, and it cost him his job. And I mean, he got his team to the Super Bowl, but Lovie Smith, a defensive-minded head coach, could never find the right offensive coordinator for his team, and it cost him his job. Dennis Allen needs to just – they need to think about this. Don't rush into it. Don't go hire another another friend, another buddy, like you know, because he's buddies with Greg Knapp from their time together in Atlanta. Don't do that. Take your time because I do think Dennis Allen rushed that hire when we hired uh Nap last last year. You know, shit was happening fast, and I think he just panicked and wanted to get it he wanted to bring in a guy he knew and felt comfortable with. Don't we, you need to hire the best guy for the job, not your friend. You know, I mean, it's going to be a tough decision. You know, obviously my pick would be North Turner. I don't know if it's going to happen. That would be my my pick. I'd give him the complete control of the offense. You know, we'll see what happens though, but th- today is a win though for the Raider Nation. Today is a win and we have reason to be excited for the off season now and the draft this is this is a great new beginning for the raider nation just hope Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen don't fuck up this this hire here though that's it you know what i mean just don't rush it get the right guy but i think you know we are on our way up this this today is this is a big day for the raiders it really is Thank you, and uh, I'll see you guys later.
1: I, too, think this is a new day for the Raiders. However, I do also think that in Lovey Smith's case, he should have been a better coach. I mean, I'm not going to buy the fact that if you don't have the right offensive coordinator and you're the head coach, that you don't deserve to lose your ass. You're the head coach. You better know offense and defense as well. You better be able to make a play as as opposed to take a play away, either one, because that's your job. You're there to manage the entire team, both sides of the ball. I never believed in one coach taking care of one side and then the other coach kind of turning his head, the head coach. No, no. Belichick, great example. Parcells, great example. Coaches that are great are great on both sides of the football And I don't want a half-great coach. I want a total great coach. Allen is young. I think he learned that lesson this year. And so we'll see who they hire. But Allen better get a clue on what's going on on offense because he doesn't have an opportunity to fuck it up again next year. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Raider Jim. I like this guy. I think he will, too. Check him out, man. What's happening, Jim? (laughs)
14: Raider Greg, this is Raider Jim. I tell you, i um, going to wish the whole Raider Nation a, a happy new year. Drink all you can. Enjoy all you can. Because uh, one, this bullshit season's over. And two, they fired the motherfucker NAP this afternoon. So it's a reason to party. But there are some things to look forward to. Pryor did look better than I thought he would. And they still got some holes to fill. but. Um, like I said the last time I called, the run defense looks better without Slowando. I mean, there's going to be some changes. Uh, Seymour needs to go. We don't need to see him here anymore. I mean, it's still going to be a couple of seasons really before I think they really start balling again. But I tell you, it's looking up. I I I know they lost to Phyllis Rivers, no sons of bitches, but still, it was a decent effort and they didn't quit. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm just trying to keep a positive head about it. I mean a lot of people, a lot of Raider fans are really down the dumps, but man, you just gotta gotta stick with it. And there's a lot of people who are on this Tao campaign to get Oakland to draft him with the third pick overall. I don't know if they really need that guy or not. At that that high of a pick, there's really some more pressing needs like a secondary, so Raider Greg, uh, appreciate all that you do for us. Love the show, as always, and you have a happy new year, brother. This Raider Jim over and out.
1: See how Raider Jim was so calm in his demeanor? See how he didn't freak out like I do and, well, some of you do. I like that. I like that calmness. I think we all need that calm, assuring voice that says things are going to get better, They have no choice but to get better. Uh, That's how I'm feeling too, brother. Thanks for the call very much. Great call. And next we have a very frustrated but true blue, man. Bleeding silver and black Raider fan. He's letting us have it. Tell us what's happening, man. It almost feels like therapy.
15: What's up, Raider Greg? It's Raider Al. Man, listen last year was ah oh, just a total debacle man but you know what Just like all the nation around the world man I'm sure we showed our true colors man black and silver for life uh, I just hope the organization knows how dedicated their fans are man you know what I'm saying how they should put great product on the field man starting with the fucking coaches uh, One great thing they did, though, was get rid of, you know what I'm saying, this freaking running back coach, man. Let's get back to what we know, some power running, running down their throat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Man, I'm so frustrated. It's not, I don't even know what to say. But you know what? Raider Nation for life, uh, always and forever. Uh, you guys have a safe year. It's going to be a great year for us. We're going to do something in the draft, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? I got faith. You know, we're going to turn it around, get to the playoff, because I'm tired of seeing these fucking Broncos and these other fucking teams make it all the time and looking at us like we're irrelevant. Enough with that shit. We're the nation. Raider Nation till, till I die, baby. All right.
1: First, let me thank you for the call, brother. Very impassioned and true, Raider Nation. Let me just say this, too. I am sick and tired, as I know you are, of getting no love. No news, no games on the main frame of the situation. A past thought, a a joke, a footnote of a team. I am sick of having that team. It's been 10 solid years of bullshit, and as a fan, I'm freaking sick of it. And yes, man, we're all getting fucking sick of it, and we don't deserve having it because we got a great fan base better than any other team. You know, Mark Davis must realize that if his team ever starts to win, if we ever get some wins up in here, his sales are going to go crazy, man. It'll be crazy. It's the best marketing tool there is. Win football games, and you will be rich. It's simple. We're on the right track. We have the right things going on. I want to see good, positive changes. I want to see some mean SOBs put on this team and i want to see an attitude of domination go down i want everyone in the league to hate the shit out of the oakland raiders i want hate i want spit and fire nasty ass hate back in the opposing team and that's what i want as a fan and i think we're on our way there but i don't see it yet but i better see it Because I'm going to email Mark Davis and tell him how I feel. (laughs) Oh, well, what can I say except this? There's a lot going on. we got players to re-sign. we got to figure out who we're going to keep and who we're going to lose and then who we're going to draft. So there's things happening, folks. (laughs) The season is over, but the Raider Nation needs to stay informed. We are here for that. I am Raider Greg, and I am... Out!